You remember how many times I've told you I should milk you? I don't remember how many times. Maybe twice? A lot. <laughs> Bless. <Other than> that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And I'm not going to remember. Question two. You know how I'm on feminizing hormones? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Question three. How much do you appreciate irony? recording i think we are right because there's something i want to get into here yeah uh well f- first of all let us remember it is episode 50 it's significant <laughs> the 50th episode of this show it is yeah, 50 it years is. of recording i think mm-hmm. it feels like it 50 whole <laughs> years <laughs> so tell us about your benadryl addiction <laughs> not Gratefully, Tell I'm us not... about how you've been like getting high off Benadryl, just necking it, just swallowing it down your little Benadryl throat. My little Benadryl throat. That sounds like a third eye blind <laughs> song. Oh, that those guys. Let's not even start with them. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lump. On my rib, who knows what that is? Uh-huh. Seeing, seeing a doctor for it on on Monday, and part of me is like, it's probably the Benadryl. <laughs> I'm probably paying the piper for all my good times. You know, <laughs> uh, every every drug user has to eventually pay the price. Chasing those Benadryl highs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say maybe three nights a week, I bite a pink Benadryl oh, God. pill into a, a third. And have a third of a, oof, I don't know, they're 25 milligrams maybe? Benadryl. What, you have 25 Benadryls? I have a, a third That's of That's what a... I choose to hear. <laughs> You've got 25 Benadryls every single day. Invited to my life. You're, I'm inviting you to the whole thing. Yeah. No, it's very <laughs> raw that you, you're going to talk about your... Use your rock and roll lifestyle doing Benadryl. <laughs> Everyone knows Benadryl's a gateway drug to Tylenol. <laughs> to Tylenol. What you've been doing with that, Jonathan? Relieving pain. Well, I've got this giant lump on my bod, my body. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've actually been taking some anti-inflammatories. <laughs> yeah. I think Tylenol is one of those to to try to get the lump to to shrink. I think you should take flammatories. <laughs> I think you should print out little pictures of Ben Shapiro and swallow it. And see oh, no. see if see if that sour luncheon will drive the bad humors away. It's episode 50, Jonathan. Yeah, this is an amazing episode celebrating yeah. 50 years. Look up my ass. What do you see? The cult of colonoscopy. We're running a cult of colonoscopy, Jonathan. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wow. There's a there's a robot named Patrick that's just a, a butt Ooh. that you can reach in 
to to uh, try to practice your colonoscopies in it. Excuse me, I'm getting emotional about this. Uh, then it's attached to a VR screen. Yeah. And it's it's a way for doctors to practice feeling the the colon right. with their hand and. Well, I'm not going to let anyone go up my bum unless they've had practice. <laughs> <laughs> I like I want I like to know that they know what they're doing back there. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. If they're they're new to it, they may not be very good at it, and it's a it's a sacred place, the butt. Right. I make an exception for pegging. <laughs> you can help yourself. <laughs> so, if someone has never pegged before, if they're a virgin pegger, yeah, I'll take a first time pegger. Wow, that's really I, that could go a lot of ways. I assume. But well, you know, it's it's my bit for the community. <laughs> Any would-be peggers are like, mm, I'd like to peg, but I don't know how. I'm like, take my hand, my friend, and then take my ass. <laughs> like, really get in there. Jonathan. It's all coming together. Jonathan, you should peg me for the 50th episode. Pe- so... If I were to peg you, would that mean I don't use my penis, which is a, a part of my anatomy, and then instead use a different penis that is not part of me? That's a peg? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a tent peg. <laughs> I mean, you could just use your penis. That's the most direct approach. It's the most erect approach as well. Hey-o. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that a... That's is that still pegging though, or is that just uh Absolutely. Yeah. Is, is yeah. that is that a, a way for guys to say, well, I'm not gay. Yes. <laughs> well, I was about to say, you know, like if you're worried, like because I know you struggle with your latent homophobia, Jonathan. Oh, I know. Um it's a huge trouble. Like I'm girl adjacent, so it's not really gay. It's not really gay. Some straight guys just like having it rammed up there by somebody. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's true. I mean, I've heard of straight-on-straight straight gay action. Straight-on-straight, straight, so two straight men. Guys who will, yeah. Kissing. I guess, again, provide a community service. <laughs> Imagine if that was your community service. If you ever got, like... Arrested for Benadryl use or something? Yeah, like you, you've sucked down too much Benadryl and wiped your ass on the window of a Macy's. As I know you're want to do, Jonathan. Uh, Macy's? Is that Macy's? I don't know. It was the first thing I could think <laughs> of. We're doing this on the fly. That's true. Listeners may be surprised to know this ain't scripted. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Oh my gosh. So I have been spending hours and hours in rehearsal for nothing. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought it'd keep you out of trouble. <laughs> Stop you kicking a can down the street at night. Uh, so to follow this premise a little further, yeah, uh, it's a community service of straight on straight sex. I'm sexing, butt fucking. Oh, wow, or at least a handing. <laughs> it's like you can pay this fine, or you can give this straight guy a handy. I'd take the handy. I'd be like, you know what? It's a fair cop. I mean, you could technically do both at the same time. The peg and the handy. I've been invited to that. There was a, I was working at a camp. <laughs> I was a camp counselor, yeah. counselor. I counseled camp counselors. You counseled camp counselors. And one of your camp counselors decided that <laughs> it would be a good idea to give you a little, uh, a little something, something with a little something, something. Yeah. He wanted to give me counsel. He was like, I'll counsel the counselor mm-hmm. who counsels counselors with 
I'll I'll give him a private counseling with my penis in in his rectum, and I will also give him a hand job at the same time. Oh, he was he was very sure. Yeah, very confident. He's like straight guys love it. <laughs> I've done this with a lot of straight guys. They're really into it. I know you're straight. And that's why I know you're straight gonna love this because <laughs> it feels fantastic. And I was like, you know, you make a compelling case. I'm not that into sex, generally speaking, and, yeah. and particularly not with anyone who I'm not like romantic with. I need to feel that love before I get any sort of sex. The love comes first, and I like you a lot. The love comes first, and you come second. <laughs> And he was like, okay, well, the offer, the offer holds, you know, you're not the hottest guy I've offered this to, but we're stuck at this camp and there's not a lot going on. So I thought it might be something to do on a, on a Thursday night. You know, it's not like weekend fun, but it's like, yeah, we're, we're building up to the weekend. We've been bored. We we're we're working for the weekend and that's when we'll really have a good time. But yeah. So how good was it? I didn't do it. I did not have any sex that summer. Oh, I'd have let him mash me little girl dick. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Boring time. Actually, it's a good job. Neither of us have taken that offer up. Because the moment you do something sexy at a camp, Jason Voorhees comes and gets you. It's the Halloween special as well, everyone. Jonathan, why don't you wear a hockey mask and, and prowl a camp's... Just, just walk around yeah <laughs> i mean you know it, it fits right in with your vibe of just being so anti-sex to everyone right oh, i'm not anti-sex i'm just not very sexual you should be the all original jason Voorhees. totally original i kind of was i sort of well it's an old story but just to run with it to say yes to your premise I did some LARPing one year, mm -hmm. and they said, if you don't pay to LARP, then you can still show up, still have some fun, but you have to put on this hockey mask and prowl the grounds at night and be a wow. goblin, be a wandering monster who will then get beaten to death because I only had like three <laughs> HP or something. And you, I don't know if you've LARPed, but when you get hit with the foam rubber sword and the person is saying too normal too normal to let you know the amount of damage and the type of damage they're doing to you yeah i, I just thought they were pointing out how fucking normal this was <laughs> and how normal i am yeah i was yeah. the normie in the group so you have to do the math and uh take account of the type of damage they're doing yeah. to you as they're doing it yeah that sounds fun you should do it again in the, the streets of boston you should bring the world of larping to the world of too normal because it is too normal, Jonathan. I think we should modernize the Voorhees look a bit, though. Like, get him a proper modern goalie's mask. You know, the full helmet? The full helmet. Oh, sure. With the hockey mask underneath. It's going to be very hard to see, Jonathan. But that's okay, Both because like Conrad and I like have a hand each, and we're just leading you around by the hand while you're, <laughs> while you're bellowing, Fear me! Feel me! <laughs> Don't have sex! We'll just be holding your hands, walking along, going... Yeah. Why loudly over you? I am Jason Voorhees, the all-original! Be afraid, and don't fuck! <laughs>
We put up posters everywhere that says, be afraid, don't fuck. <laughs> With my face? With or your the, face. the hockey mask and the hockey mask face? or With, like, the hockey mask lifted up, so it's, like, over oh. your head, and you, like, smiling with a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes frowning, because I'm disapproving, right? I'm guilting? I'm guilting them into a not-sex? Yeah, but you're the friendly face of abstinence. <laughs> The hockey-masked, behelmeted, friendly face of fearful abstinence. I can see you stalking the halls of the Cathedral of the Holy Cross. Mm-hmm. Whoa. You know, the, the, the biggest uh, Catholic church in Boston. Right. Just yelling, <laughs> better not be any fucking in here. I'm surprised, though, that you pick a place that's known for its abstinence. The Oh, yes. Yes, the Catholic Church is very well known for its abstinence. Very <laughs> yeah. well known. Well, the physical church. In many ways, the highly abstinent Catholic Church <laughs> needs a well, lot I of mean... policing to make sure they're on the straight and narrow. <laughs> that actually sounds like it would be good. I would want to keep... We'll give you a big, like, we'll give you a lead pipe and you can walk around <laughs> just like... Whacking it hard on things so that people keep paying attention to you. Do this during mass, and you just yell at everyone. Stop fucking! Stop fucking near me! <laughs> <sighs> just hitting it on the pews as you go up the aisle. Just don't stop fucking near me. Too normal. <laughs> <laughs> Were, were they having sex when I showed up? They won't be when you turn up. <laughs> so, so I wasn't even sure if they were. I just assumed they were. You'd love assumed that. The, the best or the worst. Or well, they seem to assume everybody is fucking. So yeah, you know it's mm. good for the goose. <laughs> That's true. You'll have hammered that point home by letting a couple of geese loose. Canadian geese, real assholes. Oh, they're pricks. And they shit everywhere. And you'll yell, like, whoever the goose pecketh. Because <laughs> you, I don't know. Who, whoever the goose shall pecketh shall be marked as a sex witch and thrown into the lake. <laughs> Those geese peck the heck out of everybody. Anyone? Then maybe these people need to get right with God. Yeah. Whoa. These geese are fresh off the set of a quiz show called Peck the Heck. <laughs> they are very angry and very unionized. Whoa. Right? <laughs> don't fuck with them. And don't fuck near them because they'll peck you. I mean, unless they're on a break. Yeah, unless they're on a break, Jonathan. Then pound away. Unless the geese are on a break. <laughs> In which case, pound away. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> so it's like a red light, watch. green light scenario? <laughs> so there's times when I'm actually saying, now I want you to make love yeah. to the ass of your partner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hang on. No, this, maybe this is the next big follow on from Squid Game. Right? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Is it good? I don't know. <laughs> I've seen it, it's good Is there parts where they say Sex now, stop sex <laughs> Yeah Sex again, nope, yeah, stop right? Like that sort of thing That's the entire thing, yeah People like join this quiz show 
where they yell, fuck, don't fuck. And then if they get it wrong, they get shot. It's a dark show with a lot to say about debt economy. And they're all wearing like PlayStation masks. The whole thing looked in screenshots looks like a PlayStation 2 commercial. Well, that's it. You get through to the end of nine episodes of murder and, um, you know, socio-political commentary. And then right at the end, a little logo flashes up and goes, PlayStation. Live in your world, play in ours. Right? <laughs> play is limitless. <laughs> Their masks look like the PlayStation buttons, but yeah, I didn't really watch it, so I don't. Jonathan. Yeah. We recorded a podcast, a Boston's Favourite Son, before this one. We did. And that was going to be the 50th episode. It was! But I didn't like it. No, you didn't. <laughs> it was weird. Weird? By this show's standards, it was weird? Right? Even I was like, this is shit. <laughs> this is shit comedy, <laughs> right? Ow. But I'll tell you one of the main issues with it is the last half is just road rules talk finally at last i know boston's I favorite son talks about road rules <laughs> and it's some of the most boring listening i've ever heard of which means you... your career jonathan the very conceit of this show is too boring for a podcast <laughs> about your career no wonder your profile is in the dumps no well, for those who are curious, for for people who are curious, the I'll reenact that episode. It was you you going like, "Road rules is shit," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's shitty." Yeah, this show sucks. Yeah, yeah. I went into more detail than that. I talked about Third <laughs> Eye <much>. Blind, <laughs> the way it was more. traumatizing its guests, the way you constantly, endlessly masturbated on set. <laughs> It was I interesting. Did I didn't do didn't do that. I did masturbate, I think, once, maybe twice. Yeah, yeah, on camera. Not on camera. No. Right, that's where you went wrong. If you'd if you'd have just dropped trowel during the MIDI golf episode and just said, <laughs> here's a hole in one, and then just like got on your knees and masturbated into the golf hole while Samuel L. Jackson watched. Cause he was on that episode. He'd have said, God damn, you're a salty motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't even show my penis on that show. Other guys oh, on the show okay. show their penis. Uh, I wore a bathing suit in the shower because I didn't want MTV to own video of my penis. So, no, I didn't masturbate publicly. I masturbated twice in the bathroom to, to very, very uh, lightweight erotic fantasy. I, I About... All the other contestants. No, I just, I was just so like like running I a train to... on you. <laughs> no. no, I was. It was maybe like five weeks since I had masturbated or <laughs> had any sex in any way, and I remember being at a rest stop and just thinking, ah, yeah. oh, I I miss having any sort of sexual anything. Yeah. Then I remembered a poster that said pit stop on it with a woman with sunglasses starting to unzip a tracksuit. Oh, fuck and I was yeah. like, that's all I, that's all I need to think about is the pit stop poster from the, the beach poster store. Was... <laughs> well, you could have, you could have become super famous on MTV, more famous probably than Zac Efron. If you'd have ripped that poster off the wall, laid it flat on the floor, 
got on all fours, just started humming your hand, and then looked at the camera and yelled, more like load rolls, and then just baffed <laughs> everywhere. All over the pit stop poster. And they'd have called you the pit stop poster child for wanking. You, right, could have brought so much more exposure to masturbation. You should have been the friendly face of jacking off. <laughs> then kids, right, wouldn't grow up thinking, oh, I am shameful for this. There's Jonathan. He's doing it. He's been jerking off on posters all around the world. <laughs> Wait. Look so, at that. So There's a Duran Duran poster. They're on tour. Sure. <laughs> But here comes Jonathan to wank off over Simon Le Bon. That doesn't seem respectful to to the <laughs> subject of the poster. I, I know people have masturbated on pictures of you and sent you the pictures. They haven't. No, I just want them to. I could have sworn. I, I So you maybe haven't seen it. But I know I've seen a picture of that. Where? I think somebody said, look what I did. I think it was a Twitter <laughs> DM. Somebody was like, Look I love your show. And it was that. And it wasn't a picture of me. It was a picture of you. Was it post-transition me? No, this was maybe eight Oh, I'm not interested ago. in that. Yeah, I know. I don't blame you. But yes, it is It is something that I didn't know how to interpret at the time because yeah. I was so new to it. I think that likewise, if I had done that, Road Rules was what, 1998 or something? It was a mm -hmm. while ago. I don't think the world was ready for that. I mean, we're talking. There, Sugar Ray was was topping the charts. The, things were very heteronormative still. Did you masturbate on a Sugar Ray <laughs> poster while you were on Road Rules? How many posters did you jerk off onto? I didn't have the poster. I was I was at a rest stop in like North <laughs> Dakota or something. Oh, you had the poster in my mind. You took the poster and you made love to the poster. <laughs> I did not, and I was taken aback. I'm I'm sharing the story now. At the time, I was shocked by how little erotic stimulation my brain needed in order to become aroused because I was so yeah. pent up. It wasn't like the today. So ready for <laughs> it was. It was like thirty seconds of masturbating. It was not uh, a wild ride. Not uh, a and, yeah. No. Not not a magic carpet ride. No, no, no. It no. Was, um, it was literally a pit stop. Now that I think about it, a little little masturbation humor for the the kids there. Good, good. <laughs> so essentially, what we need is for people to do come tributes on pictures of me. Send them to you, Jonathan, so you can vet them for quality and then pass, you know, pass on the pickings like a taste tester or more like a tasteless tester. <laughs> I, I uh, have not been subject to that kind of thing. I do get a lot of DMs. Yeah. There's someone named Joseph Shepard, a wonderful listener, wonderful person who will just suddenly give me a huge stream of consciousness Twitter DM about what was the last one? I think that they wanted me to to kill someone. What did they want? Let me check. I'm going. This is live. This is happening right yeah. now. They told me. And then there's Justopian Come Lord. <laughs> they DM me all the time, just wanting to buy a Mega Man T-shirt from me. <laughs> I would say like you know, it's been about a year. 
uh, four or five times a month, they're just like, want to sell that shirt now? So why why haven't you violated Capcom's intellectual property and printed this poor person another shirt? Yeah. Wow, I guess I could have done that. Like, while, while we wait for the knockoff Brie Larson merchandise to come in, why aren't you just wholesale ripping off the beloved intellectual property of the Capcom Corporation? Capsule Computer corporation if he it would be bad to do because he wants the original Mega Man x3 t-shirt i have he wanted to buy it for 175 dollars. i said no yeah i love it i want to keep it but i guess i could just make him a, a fake one and sell it for ten dollars and then everybody wins jonathan yep talking about you know all of what we've talked about um making sweet love to posters uh, come tributes, uh, dystopian come lords, being the new Jason Voorhees. It's really like, like, got me thinking. Yeah. Why the hell aren't you a goth yet? Wow. <laughs> Times are ticking. I really feel like, like we missed the boat on that. Right. Like, yeah. How in all of in fifty years we've never thought, Jonathan? Why aren't you a goth? Yeah, now that I've thought of it, right, I'm super pissed off that you haven't gone gothic for us. It's the it's the latest craze. You should get on that gothic tip. Get you some shiny vinyl pants and, mm. uh, you know, uh, a black mesh T-shirt. I'm a 44-year-old bald beige guy. A little black lipstick, mascara. Oh, yeah, just full up paint your face like a skeleton. Like, white, black around the eyes, black around the lips, black on the nose. And you'll still look, you know, be better put together than Darby Allen. Right? So, we put a Brian May wig on you. And then you can have a new celebrity persona that will skyrocket off the back of the goth tip. Onto your goth tip. <laughs> Johnny Sorrow, the rockin' goth. How's that? Actually, we should probably put some black nail polish on the tip of your dick, too. Oh, God, yes. I hadn't thought of it. Does that hurt your penis when you when there's nail polish on there? Oh, who cares? <laughs> it's not so much the putting on. It's taken off. Uh, I just assumed it would cut off the airflow into the pores and whatnot, but... Don't be afraid of me. It's just Johnny. No, what did I... Johnny Sorrow, the rocking goth. That's what you say outside the skull. I'm going to school, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get through the school gate. Hey, children. Stop your antics and pay attention to me. Spooky, but don't be afraid. I'm a friendly goth, probably. <laughs> I won't hurt you. I guarantee it. <laughs> so, so the Jason character who is supposed to scare people just sounds like a, 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 a boisterous feel-good opera singer who's demanding fear. Fear me! Here I come! You know, people are like, who's this goofball? What's going to happen? Whereas the, the shrill, fully gothed out, middle-aged man. That's the trick, you know? If it was a teenager, they'd be like, oh, you know, fashion. But there's no reason for a man of my age, nearly grandpa age, to be out at the school. Don't be afraid. I want to spend time with you. That that is truly 
Truly. It's time to rock. <laughs> Just you can set a, a timer. Uh, you you could set your clock by it. How long it would take the police to come, <laughs> sir? Uh, we're just gonna have to ask you to leave the premises. <sighs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Is there a problem, officer? Don't be afraid of me. Encroaching don't on the you physical dare. space. <laughs> so. You'll have long enough, Jonathan. Yes. To rock out <laughs> before any police arrive or school security. You know, that's why you've brought the lead pipe. <laughs> this is intended for none of you. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I have it. To the police. To the to the armed <laughs> you say that to the kids. As you as you drag the lead pipe across the bars of the school gate. So it just goes ding, 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 ding. And that's when you go, suck my fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we fucking say. <laughs> Time to rock out. Get fuck. <laughs> Come on, kids. Sing it with me. Get fucked. I'm a ghost. Yeah. Nickelback. So when I'm I'm just announcing myself and getting attention, it's the Azriel Abyss voice. And then when I sing... You rock out. That's why you're the rocking girl. Suck my nuts. And the police... So I didn't tell you this that I spent three days with former police officers in a hotel. Yeah, reformed police officers. Uh they were former police officers. I'm I'm wondering. Still, do you reckon they're still a danger to others? More than ever, because I got the sense that at least one of them was kicked off the force <gasps> for violence. He oh he wow. was really he really wanted was to fight. Was it Jason me. Voorhees? <laughs> Maybe the cold blue, like light blue, steely blue eyes, big Santa beard, big, big body. This guy just looking at me like, are you resisting? Don't resist me. Don't resist me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not resisting. I was uh, taking a physical defense course that I had to take for my day job. Yeah. And um, those cops really love violence. They were, they were saying, we all know uh, Santa ear technique, right? You take you take your middle knuckle and all the, the cops in the room who are taking the class are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all stick their knuckles out like, and you insert the knuckle into the ear and twist. Oh, wow. And that's how you get compliance. You need to get compliance out of the uh, the object in question. They were calling people objects and stuff. It was a really. So I learned a lot about cops is my point. So you can blend in. <laughs> no. When they arrive, you can just yell, don't resist me. They hate that. And they love making distance. They kept saying, make distance and uh, prepare your weapon. Make distance. So when you get close to cops, they get really sad. <laughs> so if I were a, 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 a erotic goth, a little bit homoerotic goth, closing in on the police saying, oh, it's the time of year for friendship and getting, <laughs> getting close to their face, they would be really upset is my point. That was my long-winded point. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> They're only cops. They don't have real feelings. Oh, I got that sense too. You know, yeah. they it was funny. They kept saying, you know, there's so many stereotypes about cops. 
People say they don't like cops, so that's not fair. Paint us with a broad brush. So you insert the knuckle into the ear and twist <laughs> in order to get compliance from the. And I'm like, you're not, you're not defying the stereotype, fellas. There were some of the the guys in the room were were well. Two of the guys in the room were very friendly. And you know, like, what percentage do those two people make up? I want to say there was 40 guys in there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't a, a high percentage. <laughs> so Joseph Shepard is going to be so happy about this. I'm just going to do this. He DM'd me unsolicited and said, Jonathan, it's the end of times. War is all consuming. The world is on fire. And people have gone totally bananas. A rumor has spread. There is a weapon of ass destruction. In the Middle East, it's you, Jonathan, the human spud cannon. You have been mounted onto a Mad Max vehicle, ass in the air, on a tripod. A bit like that Tom Hardy film. And I have a mask on my face, and I'm just pooping on the Middle East. This is the kind of DMs I get. I'll be working hard. Oh, he goes on and on. I'm a potato rocket. The anus with the power. (laughs) This is just something someone sent you. Oh, it's still going. I'm reading. Seas of halogen lights powered by the ungodly grip of your pucker on the dynamo. From a hand. <laughs> it's going on. <laughs> wow, I didn't rate all this before. You're, you painted a target on whoever controlled you, and now I'm pooping on them. So, these are my open Twitter DMs, folks. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> pictures of uh, semen on my friends anymore. Yet. <laughs> Not anymore. Yet. Pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah, not yet. Regularly. Just a couple. Yeah. Just for my self-esteem. Aw. Yeah, you, I'm sure you get uh, people talking about wanting to have sex with you all the time. I'm, I'm drawing a picture of your boobs as we speak for Nintendo Force magazine. Yeah, you and Conrad. You've been drawing my tits like a pervert, like a squalid little perv. <laughs> I, there, there's no exposed nipple. It's, it's you with the aviators looking at a... A drawing of Willem Dafoe I did for the December issue of Nintendo Force. That won't come out for a little while. I was trying to bring in some Boston's favorite son humor. Did you draw me contributing it, you squalid little perv? <laughs> you're just looking you're just looking at Willem Dafoe dressed as non-specific action figure from a Wii U commercial from oh geez, seven years ago maybe. So it's you know, it's not mainstream humor, I wouldn't call it. No. It, it could be a hit with, with some folks. And I think Willem Dafoe's going to come back to the Spider-Man movies. Rumor has it. He will be the Green Goblin once again, saying, Sleep! And, ah, Parker. You know, all those those lines we love from the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. How big did you draw my tits? <laughs> Pretty handful i would say they're like thank you i have got a pretty handful <laughs> pretty handful yeah, yeah maybe maybe softball between baseball and softball sized you've been drawing my soft balls <laughs> i haven't i didn't you're right at the bottom of the panel so there wasn't room for that i'm really trying to squeeze a lot in there's also a drawing of ryan reynolds in there and oh we know you're trying to squeeze a lot in mm. You did mention a sizable lump on your body. Oh, I do have a lump, yep. Yeah, I've been trying to have a look at that for years, lucky doctor. <laughs> my doctor hates my body, he tells me. So <laughs> he, When he first met me, he was like, oh, looks like you work out. I'm like, well, that's a weird start, doctor. And then I took my shirt off, he's like, oh, 
I guess you don't. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. What, aren't you here to be concerned about my health? You're, you're really into raiding my bod, Doc. It, was, it felt like a hot or not live situation with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't seen him much after that. It was a, a, a bad start for me and the, the doctor. I'm a fully licensed proctologist now, Jonathan. <laughs> this is the, that's true. I wrote the license. Yeah. This is, it's the second. This will be the second colonoscopy bit in this episode, you know. Yeah. Well, we in the profession prefer to refer to ourselves as butt duchesses. And, and once you reach a certain age, Jonathan, you uh, you really ought to do it regularly. Yeah. I should? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, I guess I should. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you really should. Yeah. At your age? Absolutely. My age? Aren't I still young? Well, no, no, you're not. You're you're in your forties. Yeah, I think those start at the fifties. No, you really should start getting colonoscopies in your forties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check that prostate. In fact, if you need help, that's where I thought you were going with this. I I don't want to. It's uncomfortable. To... Trousers down and fingers in. I mean, I'm dressed up in full Elizabethan gear. I basically am dressed up like Queen Elizabeth II. Time for the butter chairs. Would you like a scone while I'm up there? So no painkillers or anything, just scones. Oh, you won't need painkillers. I won't? I think you'll find the experience quite pleasant. I'm a tender, tender duchess. And it's well looped. I spat on it. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled your little cheeks apart, got on my knees and went, time for spit. <laughs> Medical spit. <laughs> and then, you know, like spat all over your little. Oh, it is my butthole. Yeah. Right. Then just sl slide one in looking for brown crawlers. <laughs> what kind of parasites are in here? You get the full royal experience. Conrad's a page. Yep, I come running into the room with the scroll to announce the arrival of the butt duchess. Right. You know, and, you know I've got the, the, the little powdered wig and the robe. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. can get you a little trumpet so Ooh. that as I come in, like, you know, just... The butt duchess. And then I come in. Is this in a doctor's office? Where are we? Field. <laughs> <laughs> so there's it's, no. It's in the middle of a LARP. I've signed us up for a LARP. <laughs> and you're going to turn up wearing. <laughs> wearing. Normally I have you wearing very short shorts, but you're actually just in a t shirt and jeans. You just turn up to the LARP in t shirt and jeans, go in the middle of the LARP while everyone's yelling, too normal, too normal. And then just, you know. <laughs> Trousers down and fingers in. Everybody, look at what's going on here. <laughs> and it's me eating a scone. I'm checking the patient for butt badness while he eats a scone. And I really sort of lean, like put my hand up to my mouth like it's a secret. <laughs> There's one in it for anyone who gets checked out. 
I mean, it was a LARP. I'm thinking about the stuff that happened there, and it wasn't that different than the stuff that happened there, what you're describing. (laughs) There was was a lot of, well, we can do this, because this isn't really us. Yeah. I'm playing a cat man named Lancelot. It's fine. So bend over. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to do two piercing. (laughs) That's when you slide your digit in your middle in, Jonathan. Yeah, you really got to watch out for those plus five piercings. Mm. That's a lot of damage. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know much about this. Are you announcing the amount of damage you're doing? The amount of damage you're protecting them from. You're a proctologist. (laughs) Yeah. This is about prevention, Jonathan. Yeah. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like a unmedically sound... Uh, fingering of my butthole. We are trying to prevent butt problems here. Yeah. God knows what you're full of. (laughs) And the only solution is to fill it more so that nothing else can get in there. (laughs) Yeah. So that nothing gets in and nothing gets out. (laughs) That's, is that, is that the butt touches medical credo? Yeah. I'm going to plug you up. I'm going to (laughs) plug you up with a rooster tail butt plug so you can be cock of the walk. Oh man, how do people walk in those? Like a rooster! <laughs> Head bobbing back and forth. <laughs> now, trust us, we'll get it in there, and you know, within like two, three hours, you won't even notice it's present anymore. Yeah, you'll be the first person to have ever larked as a chicken. Once you figure out that you have to lead a little bit forward so that the tail doesn't get, like, caught up behind you, you're fine. Yeah, like, like once the plug's up there, you'll actually have no problem walking like a chicken. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Uh, do you know this from... You, you won't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is one of the ways to get people to do things without a problem. Yeah. I mean, they can be difficult to keep in, Jonathan. It depends on the size. Right. Huh. You know, and the shape. Like, you know, does, is it is it one of those that has, you know, like a firm stopper or is it more of a, uh, a textured yeah. beaded type thing? You know, it, it can vary. And sometimes it's just about how the butt's feeling, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need someone to thoroughly root around in there and find precisely the right plug for you. That's what the butt duchess does. Yeah. It sounds bad. It sounds real bad. I don't... (laughs) And I feel bad saying that because I don't want to shame anyone who loves things inserted into their anus. Well, then get on board. Yeah. (laughs) But it's very uncomfortable. I dated one person. I dated a person who was like very interested in finding out if butt was good. Right. And we both decided, yeah, it's not like bad. (laughs) There was nothing Wrong. good about it. It Wrong. just felt like pooping in reverse a little bit. Wrong. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't understand the appeal, I guess. Maybe I didn't do it right, but it just seemed like a, uh, a non-starter, I guess. You could oh, say. Jonathan, you're objectively wrong. It's a right old laugh. <laughs> it's a proper giggle, Jonathan. I I can't deny the evidence that others feel that way. And yeah. I know I'm probably just missing out. I also don't like Game of Thrones that much. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm just missing out on, I guess. Maybe it's yeah. my age. Well, have you tried combining the two? Game of Thrones and ass play? Well, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are very popular. <laughs> True. Anal and Game of Thrones <laughs> might make people hate the final episode less. Because they were getting stuff putting their butt yeah they're like this is some low quality writing but my 
but feels like it's got a dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> so that would end up being, it sounds like a video game review where it's like, graphics need a lot of work, but man, the gameplay is smooth. <laughs> really. <laughs> so they have to give it a 7.5 instead of a, instead of a five, I guess. Yeah. So what you say to like a, a perspective, you know, date to to someone who might come back to your place for a little bit of anal sex, and you just say, you know, graphics and gameplay. <laughs> it's the new Netflix and chill. <laughs> Game of Thrones on the telly and a dick up the butt. Yeah, graphics and gameplay. It works on many levels, Jonathan. Somehow, probably. Maybe. We're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hate to cut this off, but I have to go back to my day job. What? I think it's almost time. I not know. Not even a full hour on the 50th episode. Is it? How long have we been going? Is it? It's not a full hour yet? No. 50 way. years. No. 50, 50 years. whole years we've been together. And you're just going to ditch us. I'm I'm checking my my work calendar as we speak. Not, I. Yep. I've got maybe... 15 minutes, we'll have to do a hard stop after that, though. And the material I have is none. I've got no ideas. I'm just thinking about old bits. What's your favorite old bit for the well, 50th episode? I was hoping we could come up with some sort of Willem Dafoe movie pitch because he's going to be back in Spider-Man. I cued you That's into true. that a little bit earlier. That's you probably true. already knew. I was thinking about one of the first ones, which was the Muddy Buddies one, where mm-hmm. children mush their faces into Willem Dafoe's muddy thighs. That was your idea from pre-Boston's Favorite Son, in fact. Yeah, yeah, that, it was a different cast then. It was a whole different thing. It was me and uh, Steph and, and Max Scoville and, and Tara Long, if I remember correctly. Mm. Forever ago. And uh, that sort of helped inspire the whole Willem Dafoe movie pitch thing to keep moving ahead. It was... Uh, it was a good one, but how do you re- redo that? You can't make a sequel. No. Because people don't like that. You really can't. You can only do a film about Willem Dafoe as a Victorian detective chasing Jack the Ripper. I finally discovered the identity of Jack the Ripper. Whoa. Daniel Radcliffe. Senior, so that you know it's... And he's played by Daniel Radcliffe, but he's playing his own dad in Victorian London. Because he's like, oh, I don't know, 150 years old. Yeah, and... he's been running around with a knife going, oh, I'm Saucy Jack! Just like like waving the knife in the face of passers-by. Don't come near me or I'll cut ya! Just loving it. Like, just loving being Jack the Ripper. Loving being one of the most notorious serial killers in in British history. Right? Yeah, terrifying character. Uh, killed a lot of people in a in a disgusting way with the entrails. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Out and about. Yeah, a bit more of an affable character in this one. <laughs> but still real bad. Like, <laughs> still real bad. Um, Willem Dafoe's chasing Jack the Ripper through the street. The, the film's called A Ripper in Time, by the way. <laughs> Willem Dafoe starts chasing Jack the Ripper and he's like, I got you now, Jack the Ripper. You ain't getting away from me. Corners him in an alley. Willem Dafoe's running in going, oi, 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 like a British police officer with a truncheon. And he's like, I'm going to give you such a spank on the bottom for what you've done. Uh, And then Jack the Ripper goes back in time 
Wow, D- back in time. Oh my God. <laughs> I had him cornered, but now he's gone back in time. Be- so Victorian times is already back in time from the time we're in now. Yeah. He's going even further back to like... Yeah, Jack the Ripper went back in time. And then Willem Dafoe goes to Queen Victoria and says, Queen Victoria of England from Victorian times. I cornered Jack the Ripper. I know where he is, but I need to go back in time. And she's like, oh, I'll permit it. Oh, and Sarah Silverman goes, oh, I'll permit it. (laughs) Oh, looks a lordy. He ain't going back in time, I suppose. So Willem Dafoe goes back in time. Or him too. How? What's the method of time travel? Uh, Willem Dafoe goes back in time to <laughs> London in ancient Egypt times. Wow, I was thinking about I'm that. in London in ancient Egypt times. There's Big Ben, but as a pyramid. There's London Bridge, but as a pyramid. I'm definitely in ancient Egyptian London, proving I've gone back in time. I've gone back in time. He looks at the camera when he says that, just to make sure everyone knows he's gone back in time. Right. It's uh, and I'm assuming he just walked off screen and then yeah. cut to him walking into. There's no showing the the time travel mechanism. <laughs> he goes back in time. Like take it on faith. <laughs> if the Catholics can believe in God, then you can believe that Willem Dafoe from Victorian London went back in time to ancient Egyptian London. But the problem is, mm. the problem is, is yes. Jack the Ripper, Saucy Jack of, of Whitechapel, is nowhere to be seen. Oh! Saucy Jack of Whitechapel is nowhere to be seen. He must have gone further back in time. So he goes up to Pharaoh Victoria and says, I need to go back in time, if you will. Oh, yeah. Again? Right. Here I am in Dinosaur Times London. I'm physical. I physically got my hand to my head above my eyes, like palm out, as if I'm scanning the horizon. I've been doing it the whole time, as if I'm looking for for Jack the Ripper. We can make this a 3D film so that people can really feel like they're Willem Dafoe back in time, back in time to Dinosaur London. Like 3D glasses, or yeah, we won't bother to film it in 3D. They can bring them. That's the tagline for this film. A ripper in time. You can bring your 3D glasses if you like. It uh you know, stranger things have stranger yeah. things have worked out. I was thinking it's funny you would bring up Egypt though. Wait a minute. Yeah. That dinosaur's dead. <laughs> and that dinosaur's dead as well. Done up like a kipper with a knife. Hold on a minute. Jack the Ripper made the dinosaurs extinct. And Daniel Radcliffe is just like jumping onto the back of Brachiosaurus's, just going, I'm killing them off one by one. <laughs> Fuck the dinosaurs. Fuck them. Brendan Fraser as a T-Rex going, me arms are too little to defend myself. I can't pick up a knife and fight back. It just gets fucking, just cut. Whoa. And the rest of the film is three hours of Daniel Radcliffe killing off the dinosaurs one by one. And that's bad? Because, I mean, I'm not an expert on on dino times, but my understanding is 
without dinosaurs around, that eventually led other things like mammals to be able to survive a little better, and that eventually led to like uh, the people making it. I think I don't know, I'm not an expert again, but yeah, Daniel Radcliffe with people was just like, "Hey, I've got a knife," and not, didn't do anything. Yeah. Dinosaurs really capable of of killing them with a knife. Yeah, and maybe paved the way to what we have today. This lovely, lovely world we're in with people. Mm. That's so I'm I'm making a case for Daniel Radcliffe actually being the hero of the story. You think Jack the Ripper was a hero? No. Wow. You look up <laughs> to Jack the Ripper of Whitechapel. That. I don't. I'm saying in this story, Daniel Radcliffe, who is the son of, I'm, that part I'm still a little fuzzy on because it's Victorian area, but it's it's Jack the Ripper and it's it's a modern actor, a little a little fella. He he wore horns in a movie called Horns. That's all I really know about him. Yeah. Uh, but you're what you're saying yeah. is you want to go on Twitter and start being a Jack the Ripper apologist, like <laughs> no. like Benito, Benito Mussolini's granddaughter. Oh, I, I I I could. She's a Mussolini apologist. I don't want to like slander her. She's not a Jack the Ripper apologist. She's not as low as Jonathan. <laughs> she, uh, but that's actually. Her. Who do you think is worse out of Benito Mussolini and Jack the Ripper, Jonathan? I don't know much about either of them. I'm not a history buff, but my... You fucking centrist. <laughs> my, understanding is, my understanding is Mussolini led to more deaths. So you're saying Jack the Ripper is better. You're saying you prefer Jack the Ripper. I think Jack the Ripper probably had even worse intentions because Mussolini in his deluded mind thought, well, because I'm the best... Uh, no, they're both. Mussolini had good intentions. <laughs> no, I I think that in Mussolini's mind, yeah, because he was so grandiose and evil, he like a lot of villains. They think they're the hero. I think Jack the Ripper probably knew he was not, yeah. the hero. I don't think he thought. Well, yeah, in a way, what I'm doing is good. Uh, Mussolini definitely thought he was good, but he was wrong. He was bad. So you're saying like like Mussolini is more of a Doctor Doom, or Jack the Ripper is more of a Zaz. <laughs> one's Marvel, one's DC, but they're both called Victor. That's a good point. And Zaz, right. well, Zaz also thinks he's good, doesn't he? He's like, I don't know. I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read comic books. I put nerds' heads in the toilet and say, "Here, what do you what do you think's down there?" You're the you're the hot jock of the high school. Sort of. Well, I, I you're the hot jock. I'm head cheerleader. I, I some jocks are girls for sure. The meanest jocks to me when I was a nerd were these uh, lacrosse girls. They were super athletic and could run forever, and they'd make fun of me for my bad running and my bad physical coordination. Drawn comic book characters in school instead of getting buff. They, they mocked me. They mocked me, those jock chicks. And, uh, you know, I'm still talking about them today. It worked. Good on you, jock chicks. The bullying really stuck with me. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm not saying you should bully people. But it is effective. That's what you're saying. You're saying you shouldn't do it, but it works. Yeah. It was a system <laughs> that worked for you. It didn't work for me. It was bad. They, they were good at being bad, I guess. Is oh, it was bad. So don't be bad, listeners. Yeah. 
But but if you want people to remember you forever. <laughs> yeah. Take it from Jonathan, who famously said, you gotta hand it to the bullies. <laughs> you don't. You, you don't. My, my son is getting bullied. He's doing all sorts of stuff I wanted to tell you about because people are again comparing him to, to you, Stephanie. He is getting bullied at school, but just thinks it's funny. He's like, ah, oh, they throw sand at my face. They're throwing sand at my face, Dad. I'm going to get him today. So it's not real bullying because he's not actually afraid of them. He's ready to revenge them at any second. And I'm constantly being like, don't stab. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. don't poke the eyes out. Mm-hmm. He's, he's wild. He's also been playing. Uh, he wants me to play Dusk. Oh, I played Dusk, the video game. I waited three years for a code. And you got one? Yeah. I was waiting for it to come to the Switch. Right, and it just came to the Switch. And yeah, Dave O'Shree, the, the PR for it. Right. Three years ago said he was going to send me a code when it came to Switch. And it just come to Switch. And then I got an all caps message from him that said, <laughs> three years ago I said you could have this. <laughs> <laughs> He's a funny fella. Yeah, he sent me a code as well. And it's mostly my son who loves it. Yeah. And if you've played the game, you you know that it's got a lot of monsters in it coming at you. So he calls it the monster game. It's incredibly violent, Jonathan. He loves it. He loves it. But it's lo-fi graphics. He he thinks of it as like a Minecraft game. So now, inspired by the game, I'll be eating my soup for dinner, trying to, to have some healthy soup. He'll turn off all the lights and go, heretic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Believer, and just as spook up on me like that, having a, a great old fashioned time, uh, trying to scare his dad. He's a he's a, a, a venomous, joyful little child. Why aren't you a heretic? <laughs> aren't I? I? I think being a part of the show. I've also been thinking about getting a show on NPR lately because yeah, I could talk. I've got ideas. Why not? But then I remember. Oh. It's not like I could say 10 years ago I did a show about my butthole getting filled. Uh, I would have to say like three days ago. But that's the old me. That part of my career is over. I did a lot of... We got to get you a sign for your house. One of those like days since incident signs. (laughs) Oh, my girlfriend has a Jonathan clock. What does that mean? When I went to visit them... They had to institute a Jonathan clock, which is just time since I last brought up Jonathan. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, if you spend any time with Steph in, in person, uh, <laughs> just for the listener's understanding, this is constant. It's not like just happening here. It's yeah. It's all I the time. always thinking about Jonathan. <laughs> That's not what I thought. Randomly, just why isn't Jonathan, etc. And and it's it's happened to me now as a result. I spend so much time with Steph that I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. To people who don't know you. <laughs> well, yeah, and when I spend time with you too, which has been a while, hopefully I can visit again soon, but you don't do it when I'm there, I don't think. We stay We stayed with with friend of the show, Nico. Right mm. for a night while I was in the south of the UK, and <laughs> in the bedroom where Fee and I slept, on the shelf overlooking us 
was a framed photo of you, Jonathan. <laughs> what? It's a framed photo of you, and it just looked over us while we slept. Oh you sort God. of looking away from the camera, open mouth. <laughs> There's a photo I need to send you, a photo of me sat in Nico's garden where there were two bald statues, and I got so excited when I saw him out the window because I was like, that looks like Jonathan! I didn't realize Nico had, like, a whole shrine. Yeah. Wow. Like, every five minutes, he'd just put his hands on his hips and shake his head and go, oh, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) That's surprising. That picture, it doesn't sound like a good picture of me. There are some. There's a picture of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Stood next to the statue of you holding a picture of you and looking like the happiest girl in town. I delighted in that, Jonathan. Well, here's to 50 more years. I 50 more years. <laughs> that we've, we've done well if at least one person yeah. has liked this show enough to do that. So thank you, Nico, for, for liking the things that we did yeah. and are doing. Yeah. And on that sweet note, I have to go deal with some terrifying work responsibilities, and I hope I don't mess it up. Oh, my boss yesterday met with my boss. They were putting their head in their hands and just saying, no, 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 no. Okay, we can do this. No, no, no. Just going wrecked. Trying to psych themselves up. Such horror in the workplace. People are so sad every day at work, and now I'm going back to that, so I'll miss you both and hope to hope you have a great Halloween, a spooky, surprising, fun night out amongst the the boys and ghouls. Are you kidding? There's a pandemic going on out there. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it's not going to be fun. Like, I know you wear a mask either way, whether it's Halloween or a global pandemic. But a scream mask isn't going to protect you. <laughs> that shit's not N95. <laughs> if you're dressed it's up true. like scream, you'll get very, very sick. That's right. Yeah. Off your tits on Benadryl, staggering through the streets, <laughs> dressed as scream. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I hope. Uh, I think you get swollen glands from, from COVID. And it might be, I, I actually, a nurse friend examined my lumpy sides and they're like yeah seems like glands not not a nurse who took it all that seriously frankly they were just like glands don't worry about it but uh you can get those bad glands from covid so let's hope i'm not uh sick for halloween let's hope for the best for me why don't why doesn't everyone just hope for the best for me (laughs) (laughs) free stream of consciousness man it really gets you in trouble well jonathan and conrad i love the pair of you you are good friends Trusted allies. Cheeky snakes in the grass. Here's to another 50 years. Cheers. Cheers. When we die, I want us to be buried in the same hole. (laughs) When I die, I want to be buried in Jonathan's hole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You want to be inserted into my butthole after you die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No matter who goes first. (laughs) The last place you'll be. Is me. Yeah, we'll we'll thumb it in. <laughs> Sounds bad for me. Yeah. Well, fifty years. Cheers. Get cheers. I suppose get back to your sad, sad work. <laughs> Go do your grim business. 
I will, and I'll be thinking of you, and I, I hope this one was good and that we use it. But if not, I'll do it again. Yeah. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. Goddamn! You a salty motherfucker!